Amen. As you remain standing for the reading of God's word, let me also uh, welcome back our great friend and deacon, Deacon Thomas Kennedy. God bless you, man. We've been praying for you. God is so good. Such a faithful brother. He serves on our board of directors for the Midlands Community Development Corporation and helps so many people. God knows that they can't keep a good man down or a good woman or a good child. Amen. Anybody who loves the Lord, so welcome back. As we continue the series of messages that God gave us for this month of May, two words, look at someone and declare with conviction, no worries. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Amen. Look at somebody and say, no worries. All month long, we have said, in fact, we said to you on Tuesday night, that's why you need to come on Tuesday nights, because God gives us fresh revelations, that every week we're going to choose something to leave at the altar and to declare to the enemy, we will not worry about this. All last week, we left provisions, needs, whatever you need, light bill, mortgage bill, car payment. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. We left it at the altar and we declared God's got this. Amen, someone. In this, our second message of the series, we said to you on Tuesday night, we're leaving the worries of our family at the altar. Children and grandchildren, and nieces and nephews, and husbands and wives and we're leaving it at the altar, especially children. Somebody shout, no worries. Listen to this text, 2 King chapter 4. And it is a longer than we normally have for our text. But in order for you to fully appreciate the entire passage, we decided to read for you verses 18 through 26 so that you can get it in its full context. We're reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV Version. Hear the reading of God's word. When the child had grown, one translation said, when the child had become older, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mother. And when the servant had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child, listen to this, sat on her lap until noon. Then he died on his mother's lap sat on her lap and died on his mother's lap. And she went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God. She shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And the husband said, to this woman, why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. But she said, all is well. 
Then she saddled the donkey, and she said to the servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. Verse 25, so she set out, came to the man of God who was at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Jehazel, his servant, look, there is the Shunammite woman. Uh, verse 26, he said to his servant, run at once to meet her and say to her, is it well? with you. Is everything all right with you? Is it well with your husband? And listen to this church. Is it all right? Is it well with the child? And she answered. And she answered. And here's the subject. Catch somebody by the hand and look at them and say, and she answered. Say with me with a loud voice, all is well. <laughs> That's the subject. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All is well. We're praying for families today. We're praying for children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews. Somebody say, Pastor, but it's not but we are declaring it as if it is. Somebody help me say all is well. Listen, on last week, we, we began this series of messages by warning against the danger and the consequences of what we called excessive worrying. Uh, we, we warned against excessive worry last week. It was said in that message on last week that excessive worry will often lead to physical, emotional, as well as spiritual problems that can eventually ruin one's life. Any witnesses? Old folk used to say, you can worry yourself to death. Amen. Worrying will ruin your health. It will ruin your psyche. It will ruin your physical life. Excessive worrying will do that. Listen, perhaps one of the things, and parents, you all can identify with this, that we as parents find ourselves worrying about more perhaps than anything else is the well-being and the success and the health of our children. Am I right about it? Am I in the right church? Now this is especially true when it comes to mothers. Or I should add a caveat to good mothers. Amen. When you find yourself worrying, being concerned about your children, there is a wonderful quote 
that I shared this morning with the congregation from an unknown author that blessed me when I first heard it. And we say mothers because today is Mother's Day. Fathers, we are not, we are not being slack on you. You have your day in June. But this is Mother's Day. There's a wonderful quote that simply says, Mothers hold their children's hands for a while, but they hold their hearts forever. Am I right about it? Mamas never turn loose holding of a child's heart. I told the church this morning, Mother, that I'm a grown man with grown children and a grandchild, and you still say to me, I just want to make sure that you got to your destination safe. And even now when I go out of town, I call my mama. Yes, I ain't ashamed of that. To tell my mama I got there all right. A grown man, but know that she sleeps better knowing her children are all right. Amen? Because a loving and a caring mother will never stop being concerned about her children, no matter how old they are or how successful they may think they are. Mama still cares about you. Mama still is always concerned about you. That's a loving and a caring mother. However, one of the blessings, listen to this, of a mother who has a proper relationship with the Lord is this. You've got to have the right relationship with the Lord. Coming to church is not a relationship. Amen. But if you have the right relationship with the Lord, one, one of the blessings is that when this mother finds herself worried about her children's well-being, she has someone to take all her worries to. Whew. Every mother should have clapped your hand. But let me change that. Every godly mother. When you have the right relationship with the Lord... You may be concerned. There may be things that are on your mind. But you know how to get a prayer through. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time to pray for me. In fact, some of us are direct products of a praying and a steadfast mother. Grandmamas and and, and, and matriarchs that are in our families that, that knew how to get a prayer through. Some of you may hang degrees on your wall. But the truth of the matter is you need to take some of those degrees back down to Green Pond and Utahville and Holly Hill and Smokes and, and, and all these other, Pillion and, and all these other places and give it to mama and grandmama and say this belongs to you. Because I, I, I know you think you're smart, but some of the reasons why some of you got by to graduation and passed that test is that while you were studying, mama was praying. Yeah. 
Grandmama was praying, and Grandmama had you on their mind. And Grandmama didn't know anything about Greek and Hebrew and philosophy and Aristotle, but she knew how to call on the name of Jesus. Whew. Am I in the right place? I, I'm a living witness that, that, that a praying mama, praying grandmama, don't take this the wrong way, mothers. I, I'm saying it in the right way because I heard it. Can pray the hell out of some of y'all. I mean literally bad things. Oh, Lord. Now, don't y'all look at me funny because some of you will still be living in a life of decadence and, 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 and horrible situations if somebody hadn't prayed for you. Trust me, I'm a living witness. I've got friends in this church right now from Africa to Lorenzo to Jimmy Taylor and others. There have been times in my life, I was a young teenager and my friends came to pick me up one night, Saturday night. Picked me up, got in the car, five or six guys didn't have anything good on our mind. We were going to go turn it up and turn it on and get in trouble. And all of a sudden, my friend, Phil Flowers, who's a minister today, stopped the car as he was leaving Eastway Park. And he said, come on, y'all. We got to take Daryl back home. I said, what's wrong? Man, I just can't take you out with us. I just, something told me to take you home. Turn back around. Took me to the house and get out of my car. I learned later that night they all got in trouble. I walk in the house and mama was at the kitchen saying, Jesus, Jesus. She said, what you doing home, son? I said, they didn't want me to go. She said, thank you, Jesus. Don't tell me what prayer won't do. Ooh. We laugh about that today. Reverend Flowers is an AME minister. And I, I said, what made you turn that car around? He said, Darrell, I have no idea. Something just told me you don't need to be in this car. My mama was at the kitchen sink, calling on, the, cutting up collard greens, calling Jesus, Jesus. How many of you know he's a prayer answering God? Some of you ought to get up and give God a praise right now because the only thing that kept you out of trouble only thing that kept your nappy head out of jail is because God had a praying mama. That prayed for you. Knows how to get a prayer through. In this text, may I preach this? We have an example of a godly woman who was also a godly Mother, known in the text simply as a Shunammite woman, simply based on her geographical location. The text did not even think it was necessary to give her name. Her story was more important than her identity. Somebody caught that. In case you didn't, I'm going to help you out. Look at somebody and say, your testimony is more important than your identity. I know in this world of living out loud, want everybody to know who we are on social media, uh, what God has done for you is more important than who like you. This woman had a testimony. Listen, according to the text, 
This woman who was wealthy, read the first part of chapter 4, tells us she was a wealthy woman. She and her husband were wealthy, but they had no children. The text was very specific and said they had no son. They had no one who would carry on the name's sake. But they were faithful to the man of God. So faithful that when Elijah, the successor to the prophet Elijah, would come to the town of Shuna, he would stay in their house. She even built what the text called an upper room so that the anointed man of God could sleep in her house. She didn't know that that room would bless her one day. Uh, and so when Elijah would travel, he would stay on the rooftop. He would stay in that upper room. This woman did not ask the prophet for anything. If you read the text, it would tell you the prophet asked her, what is it that you need? She still did not identify. She says, I've got everything. Prophet said, do you need somebody to help you? She said, no, my family takes good care of me. But the servant of the Lord said to Elijah, there is perhaps one thing she desires. She does not want to tell you. She does not have an heir. Her husband and her do not have any children. She's old, she's rich, but she doesn't have an heir. So the prophet Elijah brings her there, says to her, by next year this time, you will be a mother. She said, don't fool me now because I didn't ask for it, but I trust your word. The text tells us, uh, as the prophet declared, look at somebody and say, the word still works. This woman became pregnant, gave birth to a loveless son. Amen. The son is growing up. Text tells us he is older, he is growing, and then a parent's worst nightmare. I need to preach to somebody. Then a parent's worst nightmare. The boy gets sick and dies on the mother's lap. Ooh, I, I can't imagine how that feels. I have preached funerals of young people, and I look at their parents and says, I can sympathize but not empathize with you. But I know how it feels to have a child sick. I know how it feels to worry about the well-being of your child. Let me tell you something. There is nothing that supersedes your concern for your children. There is nothing on this earth I would not give for the well-being of my sons and my granddaughter. And I must confess, people say, you love your children too much. The devil is a liar. You can't love them too much. And so I know, Pastor Bradley, how it feels to witness your child struggling. And nothing you can do but call on the name of Jesus. Uh, the text says the child got sick in the morning. 
and died at noon. And so from morning to noon, I envisioned this mother with me rocking the child on her lap, rubbing his head, saying, God, make a way. Touch my child. Lord, please touch my child. And then that what Job described as that which I feared the most has happened. Job said that which I dread and fear more than anything else, the well-being of my children has happened. Her son dies on mother's lap. I imagine this mama. Uh, I didn't ask for this son. God gave it to me. I've been faithful. Uh, I serve God. I serve the man of God. Uh, anybody would have understood if the mama got mad. We could understand if the mama had an attitude towards God. Say, Lord, I didn't deserve this. I've waited all this time. And look what has happened. But she did not do any of those things. Good God Almighty, this mother's response perhaps was one of the greatest examples in all of Holy Scripture of supernatural faith from somebody with supernatural favor. Look at this with me. Oh, when you've got faith and you know you're walking in God's favor. You don't respond to trouble like the world responds. You don't go get drunk and high. You don't miss church for three months because you're mad at God. When you've got a relationship with God, you know what to do. May I preach this? Look at this woman from Shunna. Look at this Shunnanite woman who had enough faith to take her dead son, walk up the stairs in the upper room where the prophet slept, left her dead son on the prophet's bed. Close the door, went downstairs, told her husband, go find me a servant. Tell him to find me a donkey. Husband said, where are you going? I'm going to see the man of God. The husband said, uh, it's neither a new moon or Sabbath. You can't go bother the prophet unless it's in the right season. But when you know who to go to and you know what he's able to do, you don't care about tradition or protocol. This woman with supernatural faith walking under supernatural favor made up her mind I'm going to see the man of God look at the text the text says Pastor Hamilton she closed the door Elder Wilson and told her house I'll be back 
In other words, don't y'all go upstairs. Don't plan no funeral. Don't call no undertaker. Don't even make arrangements to mess with my child because I know something that you don't know. I feel like preaching. May I preach this? She closes the door. She saddles the donkey. She tells her servant, don't slow up for me. Go as fast as you can. And she arrives in the proximity of Mount Carmel. And then the prophet Elijah sees her coming, knowing that there must be something wrong. Because nobody comes to see me unless it's new moon or Sabbath. Got to be something wrong. So he sends his servant Jehazel and says to him very specifically, says to him very directly, this is the Shunanite woman. I need you to go meet her. And when you meet her, I need you to ask her three things. Somebody say, preach, Pastor. Three things. Number one, is it well with you? Is everything all right with you? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here if something wasn't wrong. Number two, ask her, is everything all right with your husband and then look at number three somebody say have your way lord come on i need some worshipers to help me say have your way have your way every parent that ever prayed for a sick child or somebody who was in trouble ought to say have your way lord Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? And number three, what about the son? Is it well with your child? Now, this woman of supernatural faith refused to answer the questions like she felt or what she saw because her son was dead. Her husband was grieving and her heart was broken. She could have said, not really. She could have said, it is horrible. But when you got enough faith to speak not what you see, but to declare what you expect God to do, I need a few witnesses who ever had to declare what you believe, not what you experience. You were broke, but you refused to call yourself broke. You were sick, but you refused to tell the devil you were sick. You declared, Sister Sunnell, what you believe that all... 
Where are my witnesses? Somebody help me. Praise God. Look at this woman. She declared something that physically did not exist. She declared what she expected, not what she experienced. Too many of us are declaring in the atmosphere what we see and what we go through and not what God is going to do. Now, everybody can't handle this next demonstration. But I want everybody in here who know that your situation is going to be better than what it is right now just to jump one time and say, it is well. Y'all sit down. We've got another demonstration. I want every parent in the house who's had to struggle, had to lay up at night praying for the well-being of your children, didn't know how it would turn out in the natural. But as of the day in this No Worries series, you want to declare what you expect God to do. I just need you to jump one time and at the top of your voice, holler, it is well. We are about to get on the enemy's nerve. Tell somebody it may not look well, it may not sound well, but I'm declaring what I expect God to do, and I don't have to see it before I claim it. I don't have to see it before I declare it. In fact, I don't even have to see it before I praise God on it. You are already healed, baby. God said it's already done. Before the doctors can figure it out, God has already worked it out. It is. Y'all excuse us. Y'all excuse us. Somebody is about to put a praise on a declaration of faith. When I say it the next time, I need you to put a praise on it. Here we go. It is. From the depths of our belly, clap those hands and say, Lord, it is well already done. Leave your seat, touch two people, say you don't have to see it to declare it. It's already done. 
children are already saved, sanctified by that time. I need some praises. I need some praying mamas. I need some praying mamas and grandmamas and daddies and uncles and Look me in the face. Come on and declare. It is well. That's right. It is well. It is well. what the Lord did for my family when the devil said I don't know what's going on but you got to have enough faith to put what you expect in the atmosphere it is it is it is your way to this altar. If you're waiting for the proof of deliverance, then you're not walking by faith. <laughs> but faith is praising God. Listen to this. While you wait on everybody else to find out what you already know. <laughs> Woo! Let me say that again. Faith is praising God. For your ordained son, your anointed daughter. And other folk go, I don't see that because they can't see what you see. Woo! Something about the Lord. I want to just give you a glimpse of what we're going to talk about Tuesday night. The question is this, and I'll leave you with this to consider. What was it? That's right. Make your way to this altar. What was it about this woman? What did she believe that caused her not to worry? With a dead son, a grieving husband, and a broken heart. Whew. I want to suggest to you three things. Number one. She believed that the God she served was able to do what seemed to be impossible. I'll deal with this Tuesday. You see that scripture first came? Touch somebody and say, he had done it before. <laughs> he did it for the widow of Zarephath's son. This woman knew if you did it before, you can do it again. Ooh. 
Here's the second thing that she believed. She believed that, the, that God has the final say-so over what happens in our lives. The book of Habakkuk says, and the end shall speak and shall not lie. Ooh, here's the third and the final one. This one will bless you as it blessed me. She could declare this because she believed and trusted in the fact that the supernatural favor of God surrounded her family. <laughs> Come on, somebody just do your hands like this. Chip, your family is covered, man. Anybody else in here, God told me to declare your family is covered. Listen to this scripture in Psalms 5 and 12. As I was preparing this message, sharing it with my wife, she reminded me of this verse in Psalms 5 and 12, the New King James Version. Psalms 5 and 12, the New King James Version. Look at what it says. I want you to see this. For you, oh Lord, I need y'all to help me lift those hands and say, for you, oh Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Look at somebody and say, my family is covered. <laughs> oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When the enemy tells you, I'm going to destroy your children, I'm going to destroy your family, tell the devil you are alive. They are surrounded Woo. by the favor of God. And so on this day, we declare and decree as Richard Smallwood did years ago. Lord, I trust you. Look at somebody and say, I trust you, Lord. Even when I don't understand what's going on, I trust you, Lord. When my child is locked up behind bars, I trust you, Lord. When my child is in an emergency room, I trust you, Lord. When they don't want to come to church and worship you, I'll trust you. Because you are my refuge in you I trust Ooh. you are my fortress in you Lord will I trust I won't dread the terror by night for angels somebody put this in the atmosphere lift those hands and say for angels are all around me so I will not fear. This is the verse I like. When I call you, you'll answer. In time of trouble, when I call you, you'll answer. You will deliver. Open your mouth and shout out with me. I'll trust you. 
for I will dwell under your shadow. Clap those hands, everybody. Come on. You are. Come on. If you're worshiping, you don't need to worry. And if you're worrying, you don't need to worship. To those of you that want to worship right now, come on, leave your seat and just stand in the hourways. Fill, fill the hourways. Come on, help me. If you're on the end, just step out. Just step out. We want the devil to know that we're filling every space. That's right. All the way to the back door. That's right. All the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. I want dread. That's right. Come on now, yeah. Somebody want to worship right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. In you, sing, Bill, sing, choir. Ooh, that's right. Come on, yeah. yeah. Listen, here's how the story ends. 
So the child was in the room. And give me some room. And, and so the prophet goes in, back to the woman's house. And he puts everybody out. And he closes the door. And he stretched out on the child. Here's what the text says. The child at first body began to warm up, but yet there was no life. He stretches out on the child again. The child then sneezes seven times. Woo! God said, I confirm this with my divine number. The child sneezes, not five, not six, not four, but somebody shouts seven times. Now listen to this. The prophet then opens the door, Mother Jackson. He goes and calls for the Shunanite woman. And here's what he says. Go pick up your son. She picks him up and he comes to life. In other words, that which is dead is now alive. That that the devil thought he had is now gotten loose. God says, you've got something that only God can do. Touch somebody and say, go pick up your child. God's going to raise him up. God's going to raise her up. The devil may have thought he won, but God's got the final say-so. Amen. Listen, catch someone by the hand. Here is the part of the message. The reason she could declare the supernatural was because she had a supernatural relationship with the Lord our God. Whew. She could declare what others refused to acknowledge. Because she had a relationship with the Lord, her God. And although the Lord appreciates the fact that you come to church, coming to church is not a relationship. To every mother that's in the house, every father who brings your child to church, but you refuse to join the church, you refuse to establish a relationship with the Lord, the Lord says, why not? This woman's relationship with God did not start when she was in need. It existed before she needed anything. Whew. And if you have a right relationship with God, I'm here to tell you he can pick you up, turn you around. God will do what only God can do. Where do you stand with the Lord? Are you fully sold out? Are you fully committed? If you are, then you can expect God to do the supernatural in your life. Close those eyes after we pray. To that person that's in here this morning, and you refuse to leave here the way you came. Whew. You don't care about who watches you or what they say about you. You know that it has to start today.
And the only way we can have a worry-free life is that we have to have a relationship with a worry-free God. Amen. Close those eyes and after we pray this prayer to that person, to those that are here that are bold enough to stand at this altar, to walk down these aisles and say, here I am, Pastor. Perhaps the reason your child has not been delivered is God is waiting on you to establish your faith. I'll say this last point. Nothing about this miracle had anything to do with the child's faith. Hear me. Nothing about this miracle had anything to do with the child's faith. The problem with us is that we're waiting on our children to have the faith. And God says, no, I'm waiting on you to have the faith. And if you demonstrate the faith, I'll raise up your child. Woo! This was all based on the mother's faith, not the child's faith. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this message on this Mother's Day. We thank you for this second message of our series, series that we have declared all month long, no worries. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us we can declare what does not even yet exist <laughs> because we believe in the depths of our heart that you will do this, that you can do the impossible. In fact, you specialize in things that are impossible. And so have your way, Lord. Move right now. Give us the assurance that all is well, even if it doesn't feel right. If it doesn't look right, it's well. Thank you. All week long, we are declaring over family members, it is well. Everything is going to be all right. We have the faith of this woman from Shona, the Shonanite woman, who declared it is well. Thank you. It's in your name we pray and give thanks those that know it is so said amen put your arms around somebody say it is well tell them it's all right now it's all right now come on you want to join the church and you want to be saved amen wherever you are come on come on god god is asking you for a commitment come stand right here come on somebody if you're bold enough to stand God says step out by faith. When Come on. When I Somebody right now, God is calling you. God is calling you to step out by faith right now. Come on. Somebody, God is declaring. Come on. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to be committed to the Lord. If you want to trust God right now, I'm if you want to, maybe you have already been saved. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You've got to have faith to walk down the aisles and tell God, here I am. Lord, I trust you. Woo! 
somebody declare, I trust you. God is calling someone. God is calling someone wherever you are. Amen. God is, God is touching you right now. That's right. Somebody is coming. Put your hands together for this young lady and her son. Somebody else. Look at God. Look at God. calling somebody else. Listen, just one month ago, Faithful Young Man does our sign ministry, came to church, just got news that mama had a stroke. She was in the hospital. Said, Pastor, but God told me to come worship. I left after church and went to pray for his mother, and guess what? He just brought her to the altar. Come on and tell him I trust you. Yeah. Look at God. to believe that God can do it. You've got to believe even when you don't have the proof. Look at God. Look at God. Somebody else, come on. Wave those hands. Anyone else God's calling you? Anyone else? Clap those hands as we... Yeah. Stand for the benediction.